Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. You'll stand one more time. Open up with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to be starting with verse 3 today. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Amen. You may be seated. As we begin uh, the sermon today, let me give you a little bit of background information as Paul is writing this. Make sure that you have the context because many times this scripture is quoted um, outside of the context of, uh, of what Paul is writing here. So uh, what has happened is, is that uh, in the church of Corinth, some false prophets have arisen, some false teachers, and they are preaching a different gospel than that of Paul, what Paul brought to them. And so uh, they are causing confusion, and they are causing doubt, and they are causing people to uh, question the gospel that Paul preached. And so Paul is now addressing this division that's happening, and he's saying that we're not fighting against those who are spreading this message, but we're fighting a spiritual warfare. This isn't the flesh that's fighting. This is a spiritual battle, and the strongholds that have been erected by these false teachers and these false prophets are going to be tore down by the truth of God's word. And through battling in the spirit. To apply it to our lives today, I want you to see it like this. We have God's truth, but the enemy likes to cause us to question God's truth. Right? We know God's word, and many of us probably have taken time at different points in our life to memorize passage of scripture or to know that we have a certain uh, thing that we're facing, anxiety or fear, and we'll go in and we'll search the scriptures uh, relating to that particular thing, trying to find encouragement or hope or peace in God's word. But the problem is, is that we've already convinced ourselves that what we're reading does not apply to us, but applies to everybody else. It is a problem that's rampant uh, in, in, in our minds, right? Where uh, we know God's word, that written word, but it is difficult for us to apply it to our lives. And over time, the enemy erects strongholds in our hearts and in our minds that are based on lies. Lies that he has whispered into our ears. Lies that he's used individuals outside of us to whisper into our lives. Lies spoken over us that begin to build strongholds, people in our lives who for all intents and purposes are false prophets, Amen. false teachers, right. speaking things into our lives that just simply are not true and 
to God's word. Amen. And so therefore, Paul is telling us here the same formula that he was using to handle the false prophets in Corinth, you and I can use to handle the whispers of the enemy and those who are falsely speaking falsehoods into our love. Which is to overcome every stronghold, to demolish every argument and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I love what Tony Evans says. He says that if we can take the connection we have with the living word, the relationship we have with the living word, and connect it to the written world, word, then we'll truly be free. Amen. Let me repeat that. If we can take our relationship with the living word, connect it to the written word, then we truly can be free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> But in order for us to be truly free, we need to take the relationship with Christ, connect it to his word, and apply it to our lives. That's wisdom. Amen. Being able to apply the written word of God to our lives is wisdom. We can have lots of knowledge. I know people in my life that have lots of knowledge as it relates to the word. They can quote scripture better than most Christians. They can quote to you these things and argue and all of, all of this knowledge, but they have no wisdom. They have human wisdom, but they do not have godly wisdom. And it is the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the Spirit, that allows us to properly apply the truth. But what happens is, when the enemy begins to speak in our ear, and people begin to speak to us, and speak lies into our lives, what happens is we transition from spiritual wisdom to human <coughs> wisdom. And it can cause us to spiral out of control. I speak from experience. Listen, human wisdom builds strongholds. Godly wisdom tears down strongholds. Human wisdom builds strongholds, godly wisdom tears down strongholds, right? So human wisdom will cause us to build strongholds around lives and around things that we know are not going to be true. How do we know they're not true? Because God's word tells us they're not true. But human wisdom causes us to doubt God's word. That's what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden, is it not? The Bible says uh, that she was deceived. Paul writes that she was tricked. How was she tricked? She was tricked into believing that what God had said was either not true or that she had misunderstood. And that's what the enemy does to us. He tries to convince us that God's word is either not true or that it is misunderstood. And when you and I can take God's truth and make that declaration, we are calling God a liar. And I have to tell you, there's been a time or two in my life where I've unwittingly called God a liar in my own selfishness, my own pride, my own self-pity. As a pastor, it is very easy to believe for others and not for yourself. Amen. Yes. 
It's very easy for me to cry over you and pray for your needs and believe that God's going to meet those needs. But when it comes to me, it is very difficult for me to believe those things for myself. I constantly struggle in my mind between human wisdom and spiritual wisdom. That is a constant battle the enemy brings against us. For if he cannot get us in our human wisdom to build strongholds of fear and doubt, he'll get us to build strongholds of pride and arrogance. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't care what strongholds we erect. He just cares if they're there. What's a stronghold? A stronghold, I'm sure each of you get a picture in your mind when I use the word. The first thing that comes to my mind is a great castle made of stone. The castles that you might see in Scotland or Ireland or in the United Kingdom, these big giant fortifications, and what you know, uh, what would happen is, is that when an enemy would come siege, all the people they didn't live in the castle, within the walls of the castle, they lived outside in their homes and their villages. When the enemy would come and lay siege, they would retreat into the fortification where they felt that they would be safe. They would retreat into that fortification. The problem was is that they would stay in there and starve to death if there was no way to break the siege. What the enemy likes to do is to build strongholds in our lives that we retreat to to feel like we have some sort of protection either through our selfishness, our self-centeredness, or pride and our arrogance. But we build strongholds of pride and selfishness and fear and anxiety and strongholds of weakness, strongholds, all of these things that we build. And most of us have more than one. We've erected strongholds one after the other over the course of our lives because of circumstances and people and things that we face. Strongholds that many have cobwebs and dust on them. They've been there so long. Right? But they are as strong today as they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And they're still causing us to doubt God's word. Amen. But the only way to tear down a stronghold is through looking at scripture and applying through godly wisdom that scripture to our life. We have to change our thinking. We have to take captive every thought. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. I read yesterday that there are uh, roughly 30,000 thoughts that we have every day. That's a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Paul says we have to bring into captivity every thought. Wow. We have to snatch it and own it. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you, it's hard to snatch and own thoughts. Right? Right? You've got 30,000 thoughts, and what happens What happens to you and I when we are in despair? I can tell you what happens to me. Those thoughts, the one thought comes in, and then another thought, and another thought, and another thought, and what started out as something like this, it begins to grow and grow and grow and grow, and the thoughts exponentially increase until you're spiraling out of control. Yeah, and you're miserable, and you're angry and you're frustrated and you don't understand why you can't pull yourself out it's because we didn't take captive the first thought that came into our mind we didn't take that thought captive that said that God does not love us and take it captive, take a hold of it and say but God does love us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish 
but have an everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. But God demonstrated his love for us, and that while we were sinners, Christ still died for us. We, we, we let that thought of him not loving us enter our mind, and instead of grabbing it, taking it captive, and saying, you're not going to own me. This is what God's word says. This is the truth of God's word. That we would do that, we can cast down that stronghold. Brick by brick, as those thoughts begin to come into our hearts and into our minds and begin to build that stronghold, reinforce that stronghold, we can begin to tear it down brick by brick. When the thought comes in that says, that we're too weak to change. We're too weak to be anything different than what we are. We have to take that thought captive and say that in my weakness, God's power is made perfect. Amen. That God doesn't choose the wise. That God doesn't choose, always choose the physically gifted in the world's eyes and the perfect vessel in the world's eyes. He chooses the things that are broken and the things that are hurting and the things from the world standard seems to be weak. Why? So that he can confound the wise. Yes. And all glory was given to him. So when I begin to pity myself and think that I uh, am too weak and I can't be used by God, I must remember that my weakness makes me qualified to be used by God. Amen. My shortcomings, my failures, my weaknesses. God uses those things to bring him glory. That's the truth. So when the thought comes into my mind that I'm not gifted, that I'm not uh, too weak, that I don't have any abilities, uh, I can grab hold of that thought, take it captive, and say, this is what God's word says. Amen. When that thought comes in that says that I'm fearful, that I'm afraid of tomorrow, that I'm afraid of what's going to happen, that I'm afraid that I have constant anxiety of the future. I take hold of that. I bring it captive. And I say, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I repeat it, and I repeat it, and I repeat it, and I repeat it, so that that thought of fear and anxiety is held captive and overwhelmed by the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word. Giving me a spirit, not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Man. I don't have to be tormented by fear. I don't have to be tormented by anxiety. But when the thought comes in my mind, I must take it captive Amen. and override it, destroy it with God's truth. I cannot do that in human wisdom, human power, human understanding. I can only do that in godly wisdom, godly power, godly understanding. Amen. When the thought comes in that someone has wronged me in some way, and I begin to doubt uh, their love for me, and I begin to doubt them as my brother and sister in Christ, I have a choice to make. I can either grab that thought and hold it captive and say to myself that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, right? That God loves each one of us. Mm -hmm. Amen. That he loves them as much as he loves me. Mm -hmm. 
and if I have aught against my brother, I should go talk to them and not let the sun go down on my wrath. See, human wisdom says that you get angry and you take that thought and you allow it to multiply and you get madder and madder and madder and angrier and angrier and angrier uh, until you're so frustrated that you can't even look that person in the eye. That's what human wisdom says. Godly wisdom says you take hold of it. You take that thought captive and you say, I'm not going to let this anger and this bitterness control me. I'm going to cast it, destroy it by the power of God's word. I'm going to go to my brother and sister in Christ through prayer and in love. And we are going to resolve this issue before it becomes something that destroys us. But we love to be passive aggressive. We love to uh, allow those thoughts and entertain those thoughts and we feel justified and we build up this stronghold out of pride and we build up a stronghold of arrogance believing that we're right and they're wrong, unwilling to see their side of the story. I can never know somebody else's story if I never talk to them. I can never know somebody else's pain if I assume instead of talking to them. Amen. If I assume I'm the only one that's hurting, I'm the only one that's suffering, I'm the only one that's been hurt, well then I'm making an assumption that's not based in fact. Amen. Because there are two sides to every story. Amen. So when that thought comes in my mind, I must take it captive. And I must address it before it festers. Mm -hmm. Right? I've got to take it captive. And destroy it. Because our battle is not in the flesh. Amen. It is in the spirit. Amen. Amen. It is in the spirit. You're not my enemy. And I'm not your enemy. Those who speak negative into your lives, they're not the enemy. It's the supernatural unseen enemy. He's the enemy. Right. And the one who is the prince and principality. The power of the air, the one in darkness who seen, whose sole purpose is to destroy God's children and to cause us to reject him and cause us to uh, question who God is and question his goodness. Amen. That's his job, and he's quite good at it. He's been developing it for centuries, for millennia. And so we have to recognize that the battle is not won in the physical because here's the thing. In the physical, I can say all kinds of things. I can hide my emotions. I can put a fake smile on. In the physical, I can tell myself everything's going to be okay, but I will lose. It has to be done in the spiritual. And recognize that our enemy is not flesh and blood. But our enemy is the devil. The enemy of our souls. That God who wishes to deceive in every possible way. He masquerades as an angel of light so he can deceive God's children. But if you and I will take into our hearts and to our minds this one truth. That human wisdom builds the strongholds. But godly wisdom can destroy. Godly wisdom is being able to take God's word and apply it to our lives. Godly wisdom is taking our relationship with Christ, our Savior, the living word, connecting it to the written word, 
God's truth in written form and being said free. He is alive in his word. His word should be alive in us. Amen. And the only way that we can demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God is through understanding it's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. That's the only way. So if you're here this morning and you're constantly in battle over past mistakes, past failures, constantly in battle over lies that the enemy has whispered in your ear or lies that people have spoken over you and you've erected strongholds. The only way to tear down that stronghold is by the correct application of God's word to our lives. Here's the thing. I can speak and proclaim all I want that something's going to change, but if it's not based on God's word, nothing will happen. I could say in Jesus' name a hundred million times, but if I don't have the faith in God's word and what God is true, if it's not based in God's word, it's never going to change. Amen. Right? It has to be based in my relationship with Christ and his word. So if the enemy has spoken into your heart and through circumstances in your life and your heart has become hard and you've just erected these strongholds, that seem like they're controlling you. Maybe it's hate, resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness, right? Maybe it's fear, anxiety, rejection, or some combination of all of them, because truthfully, that's how many of us are. We have a combination of those things. We had a parent or a loved one who spoke down to us. Or did not tell us enough that they loved us, or maybe not at all. Or we were abused in some way, mentally, emotionally, or physically. That's strongholds that get erected in our lives. If you've been abused by a father or a mother or someone in authority over you, that's why the Bible, Paul wrote that he is our father, we're adopted. So even though our father, our earthly mother, may have rejected us and hurt us in some way, Jesus God is our father. We're adopted, and we're allowed to call him father or daddy. We have something greater than a fleshly father, a physical father. We have a spiritual father. That's the truth. The enemy wants you to think that you have no father, that you have no mother, that you have no one that watches over you, cares about you, or loves you. But the word says that you do. Amen. That you have a spiritual father who loves you, who cares for you, who you can call daddy. That's awesome. Maybe you've never been able to say daddy or mommy and feel like you really mean it to anyone in your life. You can say to God, the father, call him daddy. And he accepts it. You are his child. We're adopted. We are grafted into the vine. And we belong to him. So no matter what the enemy 
has spoken into you, no matter what circumstances has done to you, things that you face that have called you to build strongholds, there is an answer in God's word, I promise you, to hold on to God's truth, to tear down that stronghold. But as long as those strongholds are allowed to be maintained, as long as they exist and stand firm, it will always be difficult for us to walk in freedom, to walk in peace, to walk in joy. We'll have momentary glimpses of those things. But the next thought that comes in our mind that we don't take captive will go right back to that stronghold. It's a constant battle, and it isn't a battle that will win every time. But we can start making the decision, I'm going to believe God's word over anybody else. Amen. And it's hard. It's hard. I've had people speak things over me that have drastically impacted me in my life, caused me to doubt God, caused me to doubt myself to doubt that I ever heard of God, to even doubt if I even know him throughout the course of my life, if I've ever heard from him, if he's ever spoken to me, if he's even called me. But I have to remember what his word says versus what man says. Amen. And it is a constant battle, a constant daily, minute by minute, hour by hour struggle to bring those thoughts into captivity. To bring those thoughts into captivity. Let us stand. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach a loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 224. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you.